ready for it? Welcome to Enchanted, a Taylor Swift podcast. For us three Swifties, this is our holy ground. Every episode will consist of us breaking down a Taylor Swift song based on her lyrics when she wrote the song, our own connections to the song, and of course, throwing out different theories based on our girl's love of a good Easter egg. Come back. Be here every Sunday for a new episode. Welcome back to another episode. And today we are talking about a very different sort of episode, or not episode, a very different sort of song from Taylor. And that is Forever Winter. And the reason I say that this is a very different song is that it is a very poppy song, but with a very sad message. And we've talked about sad messages from Taylor before um, with Ronan, but this song, I think, sort of caught people off guard. Um, I remember I posted about it because I listened to it. I think I listened to it that night. It came out when I listened to all the vault tracks first. And I was like, is this song about someone, you know, killing themselves? Like that's, I was like, this is very interesting. And I posted about how it was a mental health sort of song. And I think it was you, Meredith, who was like, how did you figure that out? And then there were a whole bunch of articles that came out about it and about how she had a really good friend around the time who killed himself. And I don't know, this song, it's really, really good, but I find it to be one of those songs that when we had a friend who died earlier this year, it it was one of those songs that like just really made me cry. Like it's, it's a weird because it's like poppy. But then there's so much emotion in it. What do you guys think? I, I'm right there with you. Um, just because, like, I think the first time I listened to this, I was like, I was like, wow, like, this is kind of fun to, like, just listen to the beat and go through it. And then I was like, but why is it called Forever Winter? Because, like, when I think Forever Winter, I think of pure misery, Um, so that's, I was like, that, this doesn't make any sense. So that's when I looked up the lyrics and was like, what is she trying to say here? And then it kind of, I, I did like some of my own kind of backend research and there was a friend and, um, it's a very, very like sad story. And I, I'm also fairly confident that there is, um, a video of Taylor, like, accepting an award or something like recently after um he passed away and I'm so sorry everybody that I don't know his name I wish I did so that way we can honor this person um but I I just remember her like she was like don't get me wrong I'm really happy to accept this award but at the same time like there's some stuff going on that I'm just going through and this is hard so that's one thing that I always thought about with this song is like maybe she had to keep it kind maybe maybe it has a dual purpose right maybe the lyrics are sad and meaningful while the beat is kind of upbeat and poppy in a way to for it was like her own kind of like while she was trying to be happy and go lucky in the back of her head during this time, she was very like, 
just distraught and very like in her emotions and feelings about it. So, cause I, you know, you think about some of the great songs where it has an upbeat, but it's about a very like touchy subject or about a very like that, like the first song in my head that comes to mind is um, pumped up kicks uh, by foster the people, because I think that that song is really fun and really going. But then when you look at the lyrics and figure out what it's about, it's like, whoa it's like a whole different light has been shed about it so i i agree with you christina i'm even wondering because i didn't know i it like didn't click for me um when i first listened honestly part of me thought that this could somehow be connected to jake gyllenhaal and how like he wasn't willing to open up to her like that's almost the way that i um was taking it and just from my own personal experience with my late husband some of it even connected this song to him. Um, I mean, cause I guess kind of in a, in a sense, he slowly killed himself. Um, but I'm wondering, going back to your point, Cody, if the duality of the lyrics versus the pop is what he was actually experiencing, right? I have to keep up. And we're like, what a lot of people who, before they commit suicide, <clears throat> They put on the happy face, they're upbeat, they're forcing the fake smiles and inside they are just completely crumbling and keeping that, keeping those feelings in. Just so you know, his name was Jeff Lang um, and he died at 21 um, of a drug overdose. So, yeah. That like just, that just sucks. You know, like, sorry, I'm gonna get on my soapbox for a second because I feel the need to. It blows my mind how many people, like even people that are hanging around freaking Taylor Swift are like, they're going through, yeah, they're going through shit. And it just, it makes me so angry and so sad that there's, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm still just frustrated, I guess, from my own inner, like mental health situations of thinking about things and stuff. And so I feel for this guy, like at 21, I just think about like, granted, I'm 27, but like six years ago, all of what I would have had in this past six years, if it, if I would have never got to experience it, that really freaking, it just makes me sad. So sorry, guys. I'm just, (laughs) I'm kind of in my feels now and I didn't mean to get in my feels. I didn't at all. So here we are yet again, Cody crying on the freaking podcast. Um, But I think that that's, that's just your truth, right? There's nothing to be, to be sorry for. Like, I think a good portion of the song is to make you think like, what if in those super dark times of our own lives, we made the choice to end our lives. And, you know, obviously with drug overdoses, it's not necessarily a, um, a choice so to speak, you know, I say that, yeah, 
Yeah. Um, I think it's really having react a normal reaction. Yeah. And I think what's really hard about this song too, is that it's her pretty much begging him to not, to not do it. Um, when she's just like in the, one of the pre-choruses where she's like, I call just checking up on him. He's up 5. AM. So she had to have known he was like up at like 5. AM. Cause in my mind, I imagine she's calling him around then. Um, he's up 5. AM wasted long gone, not even listening. My voice comes out screaming. So she like, I think that's one of the things in the song is it really just pull your heartstrings because it's from her perspective, she's watched, like, she's like remembering him and watching him kind of pull away from everything and pull away from her. And she's begging him, like, please, I'm here for you. Like, like he says, he doesn't believe anything that he hears these days. And she's like, but I'm here, like, please believe that. And to just watch him just go ahead. And, um, as she kind of says, like, I'd take that bomb in your head and disarm it. He just lets that just go ahead and like implode who he is. And that's why this song does have that weird feel. Like it's poppy. And like, she's like, I like how both of you said it, like on the outside, they are showing up like happy go lucky. And, but on the inside, everything is falling apart. And uh, it's, it's really hard, especially I think, and everything that's been going on just in the United States lately and even around the world, like it's hard to like have that happy facade when it just feels like everything's falling apart on the inside or you're watching children being killed at school and you have to try to go on with normal life when on the inside, it just feels heavy and dark and sad. And I think that's why this song for me really hits home and really is impactful. Um, we're, we're recording this episode on May 29th, just so everyone kind of has a little bit of a backstory. Um, so this week, you know, we, we kind of had, well, not kind of, we, we had one of the most deadly school, school shootings in America. Um, and not to like, not to get on the soapbox, not to be this person. And you both can like pull your hands up if you think that I'm like being too much and that's fine. I personally have been so freaking angry this entire week and so distraught and so just, I just want to punch something. I, I, I <laughs> because it's like, like that's 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 what this song is not trying to correlate everything back together, but like I I desperately seek the summer sun times, the times where I'm hanging out with Christina at the mall and we're laughing and having a good time, the times where we're on doing this podcast and we're just talking the times where I take my dogs to the dog park and I for like a good minute I can just forget all of this crap even exists in the world and then it's kind of like you get dragged back into it because you check one news article you go on social media and you check one thing and it just it 
it triggered, and I hate that word, but it really does trigger me to an extent of, okay, the world is completely like this world is going to shit. So might as well just go ahead and kill myself before someone else gets the opportunity to, you know, and I have to pull myself out of that because it is, um, because I think of you guys and I think of Caleb and I think of my dogs and I think of my sisters and I think of all my family members. And uh, yeah, I've just had a shitty week um, just trying to wrap my head around the fact that why an 18 year old would want to walk into an elementary school, guns are blazing and kill 19 students and two teachers. I truthfully will never understand that. And regardless of whatever political affiliation you're involved in, I think that we can all agree that something has to be done to make sure that that stops. So that's, that's all we're asking for is for everyone to work together and come together to make sure this type of shit stops period. Um, if anything, for the sake of me crying on this podcast, so that way we can make that stop because we're literally talking about a song that has nothing to do with that whatsoever. Um, so but that's it does, my... but, it, but yeah. it does. I think a lot of people, especially even with the pandemic, and then you just watch things happening around the world and you just watch things happening, you know, here in the United States and you just start to, if you like, really start to let it impact you and like, let it in, it starts to feel very heavy and it does get hard to be like, cool, I'm going to go garden today, but what's the point of doing this? You know, there, I, I feel helpless in the world and like doing this seems so trivial, like things like that. And so I think you bring up a very good point. I also was just thinking when we were talking and you were talking about crying on the podcast again, it's, it wasn't until we started unpacking this album that I realized just how many mental health type songs and discussions that occur on this album. And so, you know, Taylor was like really going through some stuff during this time, which is so like, I, I, I don't know if you guys relate, like to me, it's like kind of mind blowing. Cause we were all, well, Cody, you were way younger, but you know, Meredith and I were in that age range when this album came out. And maybe that's why we sort of overlooked some of the mental health things that were going on, but it's, it's eye-opening or to also, me. Or also just why this album resonated with us so mm-hmm. much on a subconscious level. And I, I would think that, you know, revisiting this album nearly 10 years later, you know, it's, it's also kind of like we've all grown a lot since this album, the stolen version first came out and it's like, yeah, I always go back to when Christina said to me, not to put her on blast, but when you said that you liked, um, we are never, ever getting back together. And um, what's the other one? I feel like it was, there was another one that you were, you said, I like the stolen version better because of like her hooks. Oh, I knew you were trouble. I knew you were trouble. Mm -hmm. And I, and, um, and, and so, so to me, I, I felt like we've outgrown those songs because they're kind of 
not that they're childish because they both have purposeful meanings, but they're the fun ones, right? They're, they're the fun songs. And now like we're looking at this from a whole different angle from 10 years of the good, the bad, the ugly, the consistent, however you want to put it. Um, so I think that we've grown and we've grown with Taylor Swift and now it is, I'm still mad at her, but, um, (laughs) um, I, I do, I, I I get where she's coming from, especially looking back at the commencement speech now, like she, and I mean, even if you go to just Miss Americana, that's a very small glimpse, but I mean, in there alone, we're talking about body dysmorphia, um, eating struggles. We're talking about anxiety. We're talking about a little bit about depression, isolation, uh, isolation, which goes into the depression. So yeah, I mean, and, and I'm just throwing this out there. If one of you two were to commit suicide, I would be, I I probably like would cry for like a good week. Like I probably just wouldn't be able to stop because I'd just be like, how am I supposed to continue? Like, what, what are my next steps? Like how, where do I go from here? So I, that's why like looking at these lyrics, that's, I just want to make sure that you both know that you're very important to me and I'm very happy that you guys are here. That's the point that I was trying to make. I need to stop rambling now. The feeling is mutual. The feeling is mutual. Beyond mutual. And I like all you're talking. You're making fabulous points. So, and you're clearly working through things as you do it. So I like it. Well, yeah, it's, it's a big mess up here. Let me tell you. I'm pointing <laughs> at my head just for everyone that can't see. Um, it's a big mess up here. If you ever want to just reel it in. Um, we've well, already talked. Oh, sorry. sorry go I was just going to say, as Christina said on her podcast this past week, we have what, 70,000 thoughts a day. Um, so we all got a big mess up there, Cody. It's just full yeah. of thoughts. <laughs> yeah. On that note, should we do some ratings? Yes. I'll go ahead and just say 13. I really love this one. Same. I'll yeah, I'd give it a 13 too. It's just, it's beautiful. It's poetic. And if I was still teaching, I think this would have to be one of the ones that I'd work into, to my curriculum again. I love that. Oh, I think that this would be like a great one for like junior, senior high school range. I, I really do. I think that it would be great for them to like sit down and study this song. I yeah, I did only the young with my seventh graders. Really? Oh, wow. And where they did it like click? Did were they sorry, she's taking a drink. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, I had to be very careful. I yeah. at least exposed them to the song and like what she was trying to say, but I, I couldn't push the yeah. political agenda that is clearly coming through that song. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I think that was a great episode. This episode was sparkling. Don't you let it go. We are just as excited to meet and connect with you as you are to meet and connect with the one and only Taylor Swift herself. So go follow us on Instagram at EnchantedPod 
and tell us your theories, favorite songs, and so much more. See you there. <laughs>